Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 262, Sovereignty of the Mind. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you're in the world. It's good to be back with you. Thank you for joining me. And we are definitely living in interesting times. And there are many changes that are taking place that I'm going to talk about. But it's all working on that level of consciousness, beliefs, thinking. And that's why I wanted to definitely say, Who is sovereign? Are you sovereign of your own mind? Who is the authority that controls your mind? And this is a subject that's going to be really pertinent over definitely the next few weeks because there's a lot of tension coming in that involves trying to work with what it is that will allow us to expand our consciousness and if some want to say ascend to new frequencies, and what's going to hold us back. So who or what controls our mind? And is it us? And what does that even mean to be able to be in tune with our mind at that level? And and why is this important is because this week that I'm talking about now, We've had a lot of influence uh, between Mercury and some of the major planets. Mercury is about communication, thinking, short travels, but mainly about the communication. And so what we're seeing is that, first of all, Mercury came up against Neptune, Neptune being the ruler of Pisces, which is about unlimitedness, but also we can get lost in the stories, the illusion, the addictions, the delusions. So Mercury with Neptune may have left you feeling a little confused. Uh, You may have had misunderstandings between people. You might have even lost some of your words. What was I going to say? But it also can be that we have found ourselves getting lost in our stories. And I know I, for myself that something small could be triggered and then a huge story comes out of that that has really no connection to the moment that I was triggered. Does that make sense to you? And so this this idea of where is my mind going? Why can't I control it from going off on some story or some idea that I have about myself or the world? And then Mercury met Pluto, and Pluto is about transformation, so our mind is being transformed. Our communications, our means of communication, And there were people talking about there's going to be internet crashes or communication problems. And every time I hear this, I think, yes, but actually the way we need to be communicating is not via wires or satellites. We need to have more open communication. This is how the ancient people did it. So that ability to be clear in our minds, to be able to telepathically connect is going to be our future. And I go back to saying two things that I heard. One was from my dear friend Makua, the kahuna in Hawaii, who said, we will not be able to telepathically communicate while we have fear. 
And I thought, wow, that's a big statement. But what he was saying on many levels was fear comes from a sense of separation. I have a fear of you. There's a, there's a separation. And while we don't see ourselves as a continuum, which is really what we are, we are all one with, we will always have that fear and not be in authority of ourselves and therefore not be able to communicate clearly through our, not just our minds, but through our consciousness. The other message was from the Marla Morgan book, Mutant Message Down Under. Again, the Aborigines that she was traveling with were saying that they could, or they were showing her that they communicated without words. And she said, why can't we do this in the West? And they said, you have too many secrets. And again, it's that sense of separation. While I have a secret, I'm keeping that from you or believing that you can't read my mind, then you, we will never be able to be telepathic. But to me, it wasn't just about not being connected to you. It was the belief that I held that I was separate and that my secrets couldn't be seen. And what is really occurring, and I think that's going to become more in the forefront, is that we are in a time where it's as if you're now seeing the wires of the puppeteers. And I've been seeing that in my own mind's eye over and over, which is who's pulling the strings. And for me, I, I'm not too bothered that you're pulling the strings. Can we just see who's pulling the strings? <laughs> yes. So if I can see you're pulling the strings, I have a choice then to say, please don't pull my strings. But in the secretiveness, in the sense of separation, it's like, I'm not going to show you that I'm doing that. And that gives me power. So my inner vision is showing me that all the wires, all the connections that have been set up for, I'm going to say, hundreds of thousands of years to influencing people's consciousness are now being revealed. And I think that this is going to increase even more. And it's being helped by that third ingredient that I didn't speak about, but Mercury and Uranus coming together. Uranus is about sudden happening, something out of the blue happening to communications, to travel. Now, obviously, again, that could be some uh, virus getting into the system, some hacking, et cetera, in communications, because we are so dependent on satellites and other things to allow our communication, our whole financial markets to, to exist, and so many other things. So if our communications went down, uh, everything would almost come to a standstill. But hey, we'd start to communicate with each other. What a, what a mysterious idea <laughs> that we would actually have to talk to each other. But the idea is, I feel that it's not about breaking us down to make us become more separate, but how do we connect at a deeper level than we've ever connected? And I think that's very exciting. And I keep seeing the image that something's going to come in from the side, from the unexpected energy field that we won't know is coming. All right, I'm putting it that way. Now, I don't want to go into a place of fear or anything about that. I'm just saying I'm hearing that something unexpected is going to happen that will change people's thinking. 
And I feel that that's a really major piece of this is like, I see people's minds already changing. I see us being able to see these strings being pulled, the connections that are being made. But it's almost like there's going to be even a more uh, surprising wake-up call that is like, wow, where did that come from? That's just my idea. And, I, and I'm hearing that, that people who do remote viewing or predictions from not necessarily even from their psyche, but from a more data-controlled way of seeing that something is coming that's going to change people's minds. And the reason, therefore, that I'm talking about sovereignty of the mind is that we need to know who is controlling my mind and, and where am I giving my, my mind away? I could say my power, but it is power, but it's where am I losing my mind to something? And can I take that back? And that's really what I wanted to talk about today. Now, before I move fully into that, I also want to say for this next week, we've got Pluto is going to turn direct not, uh, 10th and 11th of October. And of course, Pluto isn't actually turning anywhere, but in our perception it is. And when a big planet, and again, I know Pluto is seen as a dwarf planet, but let's say when a major planet turns, it's like a huge ship liner, a liner you know, moving in the water, big uh, container <laughs> ship moving in the water. It creates a lot of ripples and waves, but all it's doing is turning. You understand that? So I think we're going to see a lot of waves and tension and outrage and other things as this is happening. Of course, what the ship's doing is just turning. It's actually still in the same place, you could say. But this, the, the effect of it is going to be dramatic. Maybe I put that word in. And it's going to be more dramatic because on the 9th, Mars is actually squaring. Mars in, in Libra is squaring this Pluto Capricorn. But Mars in Libra, thankfully, is more about you know, passion for making relationships. So it hasn't got a lot of fire in it. But I think we're going to see tension, even tension between relationships, tension between groups who don't, who we thought were alliances, a friendship, uh, I'm thinking of political parties. I think we're going to see tension in many groups who were supposed to be on the same side. Let's say it that way. And I think that this is also Pluto being that which breaks down to break through. You're going to see a breakdown in relationships with Mars, Libra, Pluto, Capricorn, it's going to be, I can't go along this way. And that may be in your own life. You may be experiencing that where you say, you know, I have this friendship, I have this partnership, I have something, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. So I think we're going to see a real turning of events. And it goes along with the fact it's also going to be the south node of, of, of where the moon south node is, is also uh, conjuncting Mars in Libra. And I think we're going to see old energies come to the surface, old ties, as I say again, ties, old alliances. And interesting on a thinking process, it's all, well, I thought you thought the same way as I did. I thought we had the same way of being. So I think things are going to come to the surface where we see 
old ties coming to the surface. And we may see those being revealed. In other words, you know, who's been paying your strings, <laughs> pulling your strings or paying the piper. I think we're going to see a lot of very ancient alliances being revealed. But I think there's also going to be tension amongst those within those alliances. That's the way I see it. So it, it happens in our own lives. And it also happens even more in our own lives where we're saying, what is the alliance I've had with my own brain, my own mind? Where am I now saying, look, you know, I know I keep thinking that, but I, I actually don't want to be in alliance with that part of me. And again, it's not trying to change it. It's like, what have, where have I given credence to a belief that I no longer believe about myself? Okay, so now we're talking about looking at how do we structure our mind or what is our consciousness? And obviously we might say consciousness is made up of many different belief systems, but in those belief systems, we also create a story, a holographic story, as I like to say. So it's like we, we create this, the belief or the belief is there, and then we have to keep making that our reality to keep it alive. In other words, when we say things like, God, that always happens to me. This is the way the world is. People are, you know, whatever our story is. But the more we say it, this is what I believe always happens, or I've seen this before, the stronger the story is to contain our consciousness. It's almost like where we keep focusing is the problem. So I think that what's happening for everybody at this time is we're getting a sense of, actually, I keep giving, I keep feeding this holographic belief. I keep feeding this story and I don't want to feed it anymore about me or about maybe about the world or about my friendships or how I should be. So it's all those messages about how should I be? What is it to be a good wife, mother, brother, sister? What is it to be a good friend? Maybe I don't believe that anymore. So it's almost like bringing those beliefs to yourself and saying, is this still resonating with me? Do I still have a harmonization with this belief? If not, I'm going to remove my connection to it. I'm going to delete the connection, get it off my, my phone. I'm going to delete the app. Sometimes it needs enough to cut the ties. You know, I actually need to physically cut the ties. <laughs> you might need to burn, put it on a piece of paper and burn it or take a stone and throw it, in, you know, put the belief into the stone, throw it into the water. These are all different ways in which we have worked with our beliefs or releasing of them. And now we come to the very you know, important part to say is where are we addicted to a connection? Where are we not only having our strings pulled, but we are actually contributing to that? Because it's never just one way. It's nobody ever comes and steals your energy unless somehow you're open to that happening, even obviously unconsciously. And, and this came into mind when the friend and I were talking about protection, defending, rituals that might be used with protection. And, and we were talking about the inner knowing, that sense that goes beyond the emotional body. 
and how when we have a connection, of a, a, a harmonic connection to our inner knowing, when you're just saying, I know, there isn't any emotion. There's no need to protect your ideas. There's no need to defend your opinions. You, in fact, you may not even talk about it because you just know. Isn't that right? So sometimes you're like, I'm not going to explain this because I know it's okay and I don't need your approval or your non-approval. So the idea of needing to protect ourselves or defend our ideas is where we have not got sovereignty of our mind. We are giving our authority to someone else. Now that someone else might be a parent. It may be a religion. It may be to your culture. It may be to a friend. But whatever it is, there's a part of you or I that says this person is more authoritarian uh, or has an expertise or wants to believe they have and they won't listen to me. So it can be that you've been around someone who puts your ideas down all your life, laughs at you, ridicules you, and you're like, I'm exhausted. Well, you'll be pleased to know my lovely Saturn in Pisces that I love coming back to, which is still approaching Pluto uh, very much, even though we're in just one sign apart. But Saturn in Pisces is, who is my authority of my consciousness? And it's getting stronger and stronger. And with Pluto around, I'm just saying it's about to transform that. So Saturn is about who is the authority. It's often a father figure, but it can be a mother figure. But what this next week is all about is taking back your authority of your mind. I do not believe that you can protect me. Now, again, what I'm saying is that advertisers anybody, politicians, religions, tend to use these deeper levels of hypnosis to keep us in a state. So they use sound, the tone of their voice, color, again, different colors mean different things, vibrations, again, may see vibrations, or geometry. Or they use words that they will repeat, safe and effective, safe and effective. So when you're hearing Several people use exactly the same phrase. Know that it's trying to hypnotize you into giving away your authority of what you know. I'm only doing this for your good. It's because I care about you. It's because I want you not to make a mistake. And we don't need anybody else. It could be just your parents telling you this or you remember that. Be careful. Be careful. I'll take care of you. Or you shouldn't do that. Well, you're a little crazy. So whatever words that are in your phrase book that keep getting repeated, understand that this is a way of keeping you hypnotized. And it's for you to say, you know, you know I, I understand you're just trying it for my best, but I want to be authority of my mind. I'm ready to make my mistakes. I will be responsible for my words. And I don't need to ask someone else to do that so I can blame them when it goes wrong. And this really comes to the idea of prayers and rituals. Again, no problem. If ritual means setting a rhythm, that's great. Every morning, you know, you do these things that set the rhythm for the day. Go out and thank the sun for shining. But if, you, if we're doing ritual and prayers from fear, 
or that someone else has an authority over us that can make something happen that we can't, stop it. And I remember years ago being running a seminar and I was trying to teach this message. It was years ago I was teaching this message and saying, you know, that, that you don't necessarily have to put a white light around yourself because this is very much one of the teachings, as you might know, in the New Age movement, put a white light around yourself so you'll be protected. My message was that if you're putting a white light around yourself to be protected, you're actually inviting fear into your life or that which you're fearful of into your life. I said, there's no problem that when you break a leg, you might put a cast around your leg until it, the bones mend. But carrying and wearing that cast after the bones have mended, that's not helpful. That just pulls you back. So you're really fearing your leg might break again, even though the leg is solid and says, please take the cast off. So I was trying to get this idea across of saying, you know, you really don't need to worry about these things because when you come from your inner light, the right things will happen. So they all listened to me. And then one minute later, they said, oh, we left our, our purses, our handbags outside and all our money. Oh, my God, what if someone comes? And I just tried to calm everybody down. And they said, oh, my goodness, what's the ritual we need to do to protect these purses and these handbags? And it was like, okay, Christine, give up. <laughs> It wasn't so much that I didn't mind that they were a little concerned about this, but it went back to what, who do we pray to? Who do we give our authority to for something not to happen? What ritual do we need to do? So please, if you are doing rituals, if you're doing meditations, if you're doing anything that comes from a place of fear, stop it. If you're trying to eat the right diet for fear of cancer, stop it. If you're trying to do exercise because you should, stop it. If anything you're doing is coming from fear or giving authority to someone else, stop it. If you do it because you love yourself, yay, I love doing this, great, carry on. And finally, are you addicted? Now you might say, no, I'm not addicted. I just do these things because I love them. Well, there's a difference between loving something and being addicted. And again, Saturn in Pisces is very much about the addiction is some sense of being lost in something. Again, giving your authority away to whatever it is that you're addicted to. The bottle, the drugs, the work, the caring for other people, et cetera, et cetera. And the only way I always say that you can find out whether you're addicted is stop it. Stop it for two weeks. I mean, two weeks is nothing. I used to stop it for one year. But at least stop taking care of people for two weeks. Stop, obviously, the alcohol, the drugs, two weeks. Stop overworking for two weeks. If you feel challenged that you can't stop, then you are addicted. And that addiction is not giving you energy. It is losing power and willpower to something else or someone else who has authority over your actions and over your mind. We're in for big times, my friends. It's not going to get simpler. It's not going to get easier. But I can say that if we understand 
that we are contributing through our fear or our anxiety or our shame or our guilt or whatever emotion that you want to play to it, to the chaos, then that is not where we want to be. Finding the clarity in our minds, it doesn't mean, oh, I'm so clear. And it's just like, I know whatever your knowing is, I know that I am loved at the deepest level. I know that my soul will always love me and guide me in the best way. I know that the day brings me the very best things for my soul. That's not praying to someone. It's saying, I know this. I'm not saying, I hope it will happen or I fear it won't happen. It's like, I know it. And when you're in that space of knowing, there is no separation between you and the consciousness of the universe. And everything that's happening is part of your journey, but coming from the richest place that it can. And there is just one last thing I want to say. If you find yourself pulling away from a group or a person, and especially a person, and you say, oh, I don't want to hurt them by doing this, or I don't want to let them down, or they need me, don't kid yourself. We have to understand that we are just characters, a tiny character, a walk-on part in someone else's story. We might think, because of our self-importance, that we're so important in this story. But in truth, we're just a character who is playing a part that has been played many times in this person's life. When we understand that we're just fulfilling a little part of the story and that actually we are only enhancing that story by doing that, our pulling away and saying, I'm not going to actually contribute to your, your story anymore is actually a freeing experience for that person and a freeing experience for you. So being able to look at our stories, looking at who is contributing, we actually need them to say, stop contributing. I really appreciate it. But actually, I'm trying to let dissolve this story and move on. So please don't contribute to it and light and vice versa. When we pull away, we're actually freeing people to have sovereignty of their own mind and having sovereignty of our own minds. So with that in mind, I want you to have a good week and I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Tumblr, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the Archive Podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heartspeak.